Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Shut the Funk Up podcast. I am the well-fed boy. As always, I am joined by... Jay Lit the Kid, what it is. What it is, what it do, what it does. Um, it's just all of the above. It's mm. um, it's all bases are covered here on the podcast. Um, my co-host is, is, is hot. He's ready. He told me already that this is going to be a goodie. A lot of uh, yeah, I'm coming to the pl- I'm coming to the mound, the bump, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I, I yeah, I got some heat today. Mm, speaking of the bump, how are we feeling about our bravos? I sent you a text over the weekend. You did. You did. You Rattled did. off a couple W's. I think we're right back. I mean, we weren't out of the two mix. and a half out. Yeah, but I think, I think we're, we're staying. We're staying within striking distance. They're basically Cuba right now. Mm-hmm. They are within striking distance. They just gotta, you know. Maybe we'll get a Cuban Missile Crisis, and they'll they'll take the lead. I don't was know. Was Bay of Pigs in Cuba? Or was that like... Yeah, that, that was... was that, is that, was, that the same that's, thing? Yeah, that's what I think started the... That was what preceded the Cuban Missile Crisis. Or maybe that's... Yes, that's all... The Bay of Pigs was always one of those historical things that I was like, I know it's a thing in Cuba... Couldn't tell you what happened, though. I think... A was it the, the Soviets there, or was it Russia? Well, the... The whole communism thing is basically like I think we would have done a lot of stuff to Cuba already had they not ha- had the backing of either China and Russia or yeah, mostly thinking, Russia, yeah. which is why we couldn't just bully them and take everything over and just do what we want over there. Yeah, that was one of those. I always remember like my parents, like my dad especially, because he's a little older and he rem- actually remembers it, and he would like he'd, it was a little. He would he would say like it was actually like a scary time for a second. Well, there. yeah, because communism it was like communism was on our on our back doorstep, mm-hmm. and it was like we're not worried about the Cubans putting like weapons of mass destruction on the sand right there and pointing them at us. We're worried about Russia, yeah, coming in there and doing that. Yeah, and then I, what did we do? Did we just like slap a couple of embargoes on them and just like? No, said, See you later. we tried to send people over there to I think help with the the coup, which was the attempted coup. Oh, is that which what Which then they found did? out about it and then killed a bunch of our people. Mm, we don't. Which well, that's like the number one thing if you want to piss off Americans, like shed well, some of our blood. And the Cuban people also had people that were going to be. I believe also helping on that front, and I think all of them got massacred. Which then they were like, "America, what the fuck? You left our guys hanging out to dry." That's where the mistrust in democracy came from, which is why very few Cubans are Democrats. Okay, there you go. A lot of go. other levels. There. there you go. Just a quick history lesson off the bat. I might have butchered that, but I think I, I... think it sounded. It was. I don't. I don't know, but it sounded very good to me. And I'm gonna go in the category of that was accurate. A lot of a lot of Cubans are one issue voters, and that's freedom. Yeah, and they associate a lot of the Republican Party with freedom. Yeah, those um the the Cubans are funny in that way where they're like. Where all they want is freedom, freedom, freedom. And then as soon as that toe touches the sand here, they just turn around to anyone else and go, whoa, 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 whoa. You don't get freedom. Yeah. They, we, they, 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 as soon as they get there, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then, then they like are. Very American of them. Yeah. Yeah. Then they're, they're then they're just judging anyone else's freedoms. Yeah. That, I like their style on that. That, that dry, uh, that wet foot turned to a dry foot. Real and then, quick. And then, yeah. I like that. I like their style on that. They're just like, oh, give me that freedom, give me that freedom. And they turn around and they're just, they're just like, uh-uh, yes, no, 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 maybe. 
And no. And no. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's them. <laughs> uh, how was the weekend, buddy? You in the keys? Weekend was good. Little, little pop down, little pop down. Yeah, little little keys weekend. Did a little fishing. Uh, not great results. I'm about to say, how how yeah, how'd it go? Um, we we caught some we we got some fish in the boat. We were not skunked, mm-hmm. but nothing of keeping note. To nothing. Cook, nothing. Yeah, nothing. Nothing brought home. The men went out hunting. That's and what, that's, a, that's a rarity. I feel like. Yeah. I feel like you, you guys usually do pretty well. Yeah, I'm, yep, yep. I'm usually seeing tails on the deck. Yeah, and uh, wasn't much of that. Went and did some lobstering. A uh, little rough out there. Your boy tried, failed. Uh, but Mikey Pereira brought put a couple in the boat. So okay, that's good. So we're good. We did we did have some lobsters. Are you ever scared of like sharks down there? Uh, I would be no, terrified. No, but. There was a point where we were doing the lobstering and we were out in the ocean and we were far out enough to where you couldn't see anything in any direction. Yeah. And the boat was kind of far away and it was kind of choppy. So I was like kind of just floating around waiting for the boat to get closer. And I'm like, fuck, like I could, they could leave me here and I'm dead. See, like that story right there got my heart pumping a little bit. I'm just like, yeah. oh my God. that Spoiler alert, I didn't die. I the mean, not being able to see things from like afar. Yeah. There was only like a, there was like a tower further out, but not within. And the crazy thing was later that night we were all together, and I was told I think mm. there was a shark attack mm. in the general That's area. How it always is though. It's like after you come back, or you know, or when you get back on the boat, it's like yeah, yesterday. Yeah, you know, and you're like what? So it's it's hard to be scared retroactively, right? But you know, I mean, you well, just, no, it makes you. If anything, it makes you feel like just brave as hell. Yeah, man. Treat yourself after that little, yeah, that cra- little encounter. Cracking one to that. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I... Um, yeah, what's up? Some I little got, live I, music, I got right? out there. I ha- yep, I did a little live music thing um, uh, this weekend. I uh, got to see the band Juke, who uh, who we love, the blues blues band out of Miami. Good yeah. shit. I got to get to South see Florida band. We are, a, we are a Juke podcast. We are a Juke-loving podcast. He gave me a little bit of... He gave me some inside info and a lot of cool things mm. happening. So uh, look forward to that. He's actually... I, I think I can actually say this. He um, was putting together, like, you know, the North Beach band shell? Yeah. In November, they're doing like a little uh, festival there, and like the Motet are playing. Like, okay. A lot of like a lot of really cool bands. Got, Let's like, get down in. there. Yeah, yeah, it looks cool. It looks cool, but uh, yeah, it was good to see Juke. Look good to get out there. Uh, Hollywood Circle, Hollywood Young Circle. Uh, two thumbs up for Alex. Yeah, it's a cool spot. It was cool. I've never, you know, we did uh, music in the park at Holiday Park a couple like two weeks ago or whatever, which was cool. I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, and when we lived in Jack's Beach, like the band shell up there, legit, th- that was a common occurrence right around the corner. Always live music. We would just pop down there. Yeah, there's nothing better than just listening to some live music like outside, and especially when it's free. Yeah, you know, you it just really is. Pop up. You bring a couple cold bevies with you. A couple, especially of now that we're older. You know, we're not running around like a bunch of fucking like rugrats and stuff. Like we enjoy the like bring the chair. Bring the cooler. Yep. Put the blanket out. Get the little setup together. You yeah. Know. Like we like that and, and plant yourself. Maybe a little cheese and meat plate. I don't know. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, um, yeah it was fun. It was fun to be out there. It was fun. I mean, live music is always good. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know? And when you can, like, do it safely. 
right now. Yeah, like, well, that was another thing, too, was I, you know, I'm going to Yellowstone here in, like, a, in a few weeks. So now we have entered, we've entered the time frame, the time window for Alex of don't get fucking COVID before this trip. Yep. So, like, I went to that show and I was, like, back corner, like, didn't really sound that good, but didn't care. Like, yeah, I was not, like, mingling with anyone. You just had to be there. That's, yes. You make it there and leave without any incidents. Yeah, like, I had, Chet called me yesterday and Junior called me yesterday. Both, like, had tickets to the Inter-Miami game, which is, like, right up the street yeah. from where I live. And I said no to both. Because those games are just... Too close to quarters, right? Yeah, those games are always packed. Yeah. So, we're there now. Alex is on full caution mode. Uh, Corona is live and well down here in South Florida. Um, I mean, shoot, you and I got people around us getting hit these last couple weeks. Oh, yeah. Getting the vid. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's officially like watch your shit down here in... in, uh, in, in South Florida, I, I was a little loose on my masking. Now I'm back to masking when I walk into places. Yep. You know, like, like I would go to, like, maybe a, um, like, even if I, like, I would go to, like, like, a bar or restaurant, and, like, I would just walk in and go sit down. Now I'm walking in with my mask on, then I'm taking it off when I get to the bar. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's all Even though depends. it's, like, not playing, it doesn't do anything. Yeah, to me, it's all depending on size and where you're at and kind of all that, uh, you know. But, yeah, I think it's back... For a lot of people, people in the office got them. Mm-hmm. When I'm going out, I'm just putting one on before I even walk into the building that yeah. I'm going to inspect. Like, it doesn't matter We're if We're back they, there. We're yeah, back to that. you just kind of got to, you know, do we're, what I'm you back do. to washing hands at the Yahoo. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. We're, we're, at, we're, we're back, and we are ready for, we're ready for round two, round three. I kind of want this boxing match to be over. It's so annoying. What's going on? How do we get rid of it? What do we have to do? Is it I just just get the just vaccine facts? and fucking just be smart. Fucking a. It's, Stur- it's... Sturgis over the weekend. The the biker uh, uh, well, thing. I, they, what I don't know if I saw that. Sturgis is like you know the bike uh, the biker rally that they do in either oh, North or South Dakota every year. Yeah, yeah. Actually, okay. I actually I know what you're talking about. Because only because I saw it on the headline this week. Yeah, you know, it was just they had it and it was the biggest amount of people there in like a good amount of years. So it's like, just people don't give a shit. Yeah, they're over it. Yeah. Hey, it's it's hard to like blame them though. You know what I mean? Like it's like the same breath. It's like well, this is the, get back, but it's like I get it. The vaccine's Fuck. fully available now. So the the Delta variant to me is just the Darwin variant. You want to mm-hmm. die? You have the option to go like get the vaccine, but you don't want to. Okay, whatever. But you know, you get intubated. That's on you. Yeah, I actually I had somebody like a couple degrees away from me. My one of my friends, his girlfriend's aunt, uh, she just died from COVID and she was an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. Uh, actually, wifey's parents, like one of their friends that they all knew from church mm-hmm. was someone that didn't want to go get the vaccine. Yeah. And went into the hospital like late last week and I think Sunday morning passed away. So it's real. Yep. There you go. There you it's go, real, people. Then people. that is our PSA for the day. Mm, PSA for the day. Um. All right. Let's um. Let's open up uh, the janitor's closet and see how Frank's doing. Okay. And uh, Frank, Frank. Um. 
some of the teachers, they, they, they all were eating from the same crack pot, and they just shit everywhere. Like, didn't make it to the bathroom. There's a mudslide in the hallway. We're gonna need you to get, bring like a six pack of mops. You're gonna be here for a while. No, no OT either. This is all regular pay. Frank, get it done. Oh. <laughs> Frank's got his work cut out I, for him. The principal really laid it on thick, no pun intended, with the word mudslide. You like that? Yeah, that one. That was a visual that I think we all needed. Yeah. Um. So, um. Thank you. What's the principal's name at the at, at you, our high school? You gave I, a I, name. I, I, you gave a name I, last week, what, and I didn't know what it was. What did I say? Awesome man, or something? Something I, like I that. I said, uh, yes. I think it was with an O. We're I gonna just, need to re. We're gonna need to workshop that, and we next week it good, will be a consistent name who is calling Frank to out to all these debacles that he's got to yeah, literally figure, and figuratively clean up. Let's go figure that out. <laughs> okay, so last week. Ike and Tina. Yeah. Ike and Tina. I even played some of the vinyl over the weekend. I was like, I'm all in my feels. Yeah. Um, first thing that came out to me was the voice. She likes to get... I feel like it's a... She's got a voice where she gets very guttural and likes to come... It's Lasty, like from... grovelly, I think is what they always call it. Yeah. And it, I feel like it comes from like deep down in the chest. Yeah. And you can... I think, though, it adds a little extra passion because you can tell that it's not just like the the, the, the typical, almost feminine falsetto that you would think are higher. Yeah, it's not even like that Etta James, like, powerful voice. It's like a different type of power. It's, yeah, it's very gravelly. That's mm-hmm. a perfect term for it. Um, another thing I need to ask you was, um, did they write come together or was that a cover of that was a cover okay there's a few covers. i was thrown it like you also put a whole lot of love on there that's definitely zeppelin right and i think i threw grapevine in there for you you did and then also son of a preacher man no that's not them okay so yeah. you had some songs on the playlist that i was like yeah did they fucking write this and no. then someone else get it or no. and then i was like i need these answered because i need to know whether to attribute the credit or those, just is this a fire cover? Those were kind of... The reason why I kind of threw those in there was because um, that was like a period for them where they they would they were kind of... They would take these rock songs yeah. and then like do like their own renditions of it and they kind of started getting like kind of like big from that because, you know, Whole lot of Love was such a... was You know, was yeah. really rocky and, and the Creedence uh, Heard Through the Grapevine was like really rocky from them even though it's... Uh, I think it's a Marvin, Marvin. Gay, a Marvin, Marvin song, but they they started putting their like their own like little twist on. It, and they kind of like got like a lot of traction on like the, that little period of what they were doing there. Yeah, no, look, they're great. Um, they have a very, I think, uh, set place in music history. A lot of the songs actually were mostly uh, Tina. There was one where you had yeah, Ike yeah. on there early on where he's just in the background doing a very deep voice. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. <laughs> you know, from what I listen to, is it... Um, is they it do like, the call, the call, the call back, the call, the... Yeah, the, the call like, and response. Hey, baby. You know, it's like... So, <laughs> is it is a majority of their music like a 95-5 split? Is it mostly him doing, like, production stuff? Or is he as equally on there and some of the other stuff that you didn't put on the playlist where he's equally involved in the actual lyrics and he's um he's doing like most of the production stuff like so he's more of like the facilitator yeah 
but he also was like a writer too it wasn't until like a little bit like later like i would say like after like um their second album then she like she really became like a writer yeah because even like even like they're like really like nutbush shitty limits like i think that was written by her sister okay like like so she he was he was like the man and she was she was the singer that's why it was kind of one of those like awkward weird things of like why she was always like not wanting to leave because she knew that like this guy fucking is like just as important as like her stage presence and her voice yeah because because that was the one thing that we said about tina was she was you know she would go on there and just energy out the yahoo yeah she was all over the place, just well, you can hear it in the voice too. Yeah, yeah, and she's like singing and dancing, and she's just like sweating her ass off by the end of the show. And it was like because she had to make up for like you know the stuff that she didn't have that that Ike had musically. You know what I mean? So she had to really go out there and perform because Ike fucking was well, doing yeah. everything else. He's playing organ, he's playing guitar. Yeah, he's, playing. he's doing all the arranging mm-hmm. and you know mixing, mastering, all that stuff. So her yeah. part is to come come with it. Yeah, that's why it was like it was you know it kind of worked. You know? Yeah. Well, for a while. For a while, yeah. Then the cocaine came in. <laughs> Damn you, Elvis. Damn you, Red Fox. Mm. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, if you're not well, um, you know, well-versed in the Ike and Tina, if you're into a lot of the funk and blues and R&B of that time, they're a big part of that. And mm-hmm. I would recommend uh, learning as much as you can and, and jamming on that because it's, yeah. all, it's all good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I feel like we always forget to do this. And I want to, and now I, I just kind of remember it. So I, I want to get in the habit of telling the people to like, the like, subscribe, review in the beginning and the end because I feel like we only do in the end. So guys, go out there, like, subscribe, hit, smash that fucking, you know, subscribe button right in the fucking nose. Yeah, go ahead. You know what I mean? Give it a little blood, a little blood drawn from it. That's okay. Pretend that the like button is that punching bag at the bar mm-hmm. that you're trying to punch as hard as possible. And get the highest score, right? Whatever, that one? Yeah, because your manliness is tied to it and yeah. your girlfriend's watching. Uh-huh. Pretend that the like button is that or the subscribe button yeah, is that. Yeah, and just fucking have at it. You're a couple Jaegers deep. You know, yeah, maybe you know you're with a couple of the lads and you've had a couple pints and you just want to do the head headbutt it if you yeah. want. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you're one of those and you or and you do the running start, and you do the headbutt, kind of crack your fucking head open, you know, with the follow through. Look, you want to be more, you want to go more the Bruce Lee route and do that little spinning roundhouse kick. We'll take that too. By just all make means, sure, just make sure you make a dude, connection. Roundhouse that like button. Yeah, roundhouse Man. that subscribe. Subscribe to the roundhouse. Yeah, there you I go. Like that. So, yeah, just get that one out of the way. And also, um, phone to call in and leave messages and text to 305-741-3671. I will repeat, 305-741-3671. Write that down. So if you hear something throughout the episode today, text me. (laughs) Text, text, text Jordan. Let us know how you feel about that. Yeah, come with it. So... Uh, did you have any? Did you have anything else for uh, for Frank? That's it. Well, as far yeah, that's that's uh, that's as as far as I can, Tina. That's it. Okay. Um, I had a couple things. I I mean, I was I I wanted to jump into the Olympics. The, I want to wrap up the Olympics first. Do you want to do anything before we hit Olympics? Do you want to do the WDILTW or you want to wait? Um, on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know we can do that. We can do that. We can do that. We can do that. That's usually we usually do that. Yeah, all right. Let's stay with it. Then we close the the closet. Okay, let's stay with it. Alex, what did you learn this week? 
Okay, so this week um, I learned actually um, on yesterday's date, so yesterday, August 8th, um, Dave Matthews Band was on tour in Chicago. Mm-hmm. This It was the anniversary, right? This is the anniversary of it. Recently, yeah. Yeah. And while sitting on a bridge, now bridges have like those graded, yep. like, you know, things. While sitting on a bridge... Uh, their tour bus dropped 800 pounds of poop and piss into the Chicago River, but also onto uh, unsuspecting sightseers who were below that were mm. on a uh, on a tourist uh, boat. You don't have to tell me that DMB is already shitty. I knew that, <laughs> but uh, anyone and we talked about this. I think on a on a past episode about bands that get, if you say you're a fan of a certain band That's, i already yeah. have i already pegged you at a certain mm. whatever uh dmb is one of those they're bands one of them me. like if, yeah they're one of them i actually because they just played down here i think and i yeah, had a last bunch, week yeah a bunch of like my buddies who i like i bowl with they all were going like you want to go i have an extra ticket and i was like absolutely not i was like you'll never hear me say you couldn't pay me i was like no fucking way and they're like are you joking i'm like dude that band sucks yeah and they're just like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm like, I can give you 10 other bands that are like that are like Dave Matthews that are way better. And if you put a free ticket in front of Alex's face to a yeah. <laughs> a safe, a safely, you know, uh, you know, visited uh outdoor band yeah. uh you know live performance right now, there's only gonna be like a handful of things he's just gonna tell you. There really is no. like I'll go see Metallica. You know, if you got, if you got to, I mean, uh, someone had like an Iron Maiden fucking like a year or so ago. And I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'll go. It was great. Did you buy a shirt? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> fuck no. I don't buy then band did, shirts. Then did you, then did you even yeah, go? Yeah, that's, that's, that's so you didn't go. Metallica and Iron Man uh, shirt, uh, shows. If you didn't buy a shirt, did you even go? Or if you didn't wear a shirt there, then you never went. Yeah, no. I don't really buy band. I don't buy shirts though. I, I, I'm not. A, I'm not a current. I'm, I don't. I don't wait in that line after. That's not really my bag. Like no. And if this. you were to buy a shirt, you just wouldn't buy it there. You'd buy it anywhere else, and it'd be like a third of the price. I just don't like. I think it's more of like I don't like the tour shirts where it's like these are all the cities on the 2021 tour. And it's on the back of your tour. Like I'd rather just buy like a really cool shirt from that person. See, like, I would their, buy I that shirt. But what I would do is leave it neatly folded in my like closet for two decades. Because when you wear it like much later, that's kind of cool. Like if I saw a dead shirt from like seventy four. But if you but see if I saw you with that dead shirt on, you know, twenty years later and it's pristine, mm. I have many questions. Okay. Because so, I'm never gonna believe you that you're like, yo, actually I put it in my closet and been saving, I'll be like, sure you did, eBay. Okay, so then I will. I need you to get a couple like bleach stains on I, a couple marks. That, or I'll just like leave it outside and let it get yeah, rained on, yeah, yeah, weathered. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just fair throw it in the wash like thirty times. Yeah. So DMB shitty. Yeah. So DMB shitty. I actually looked into it too. Just see, and uh, was there like a lawsuit? I think there was total lawsuit. Um, uh, Dave Matthews had to pay like three hundred thousand dollars. To settle it, like fifty went to uh, like the parks department, fifty went to like this river cons- conservation like people, and then another two hundred grand just went to like the city of Chicago. So the people who got shit on didn't get any money. I think the city of Chicago uh, doled that because I think they were they okay. they, they were the, lawsuit like the, against the city. 
Okay. They're like, you know what I mean? It was like one of those things. So like they had to give it to them to give to them. Okay. So yeah, they had to pay like $300,000. But it was funny. The only thing that like it was like noteworthy about it was the... Because the band had no idea that, the, that you know, it was the truck driver, the yeah, tour yeah, bus yeah. driver. He did it. He was like, oh, I, I got an out here. Because it was like full as fuck. Mm. And I mean, you can only imagine like there's only a certain place you can get rid full. of that. Yeah. And uh, the bus driver like totally was like, did not, not do that. He totally was denying it, like, in the beginning. Wouldn't you? And they had, like, it wasn't until, like, they had, like, footage of, like, you know, the pier cam, mm. you know, or something like that. And they were just like, dude. And he was like, all right, I did it. Like, and then he, like, fully admitted. Yeah, There's but that's what I was I was like, I would have told him to say yeah. that. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Until I'm cornered with, like, <laughs> I don't know. such, you know, exposing <laughs> evidence that there's no other way out. Yeah, I'm not. That wasn't me. And it was the poor. That was the, Dave. It was Dave. Well, actually, apparently it wasn't Dave because they had five tour buses, apparently, for that for that tour or whatever. And they they uh, they got it down to it was the the black violinist, the black violinist in the band. Mm. It was his tour bus. Oh, so it was just always it was just months of him, months and months of just him building up. Damn. Yeah. All right. So That's what I learned this week. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Pretty shitty. What I learned this week was, let me take you back to 1958. <laughs> okay, let's go. A man named Bob Heft. A Bob Heft. Okay. He's in junior year history class. Um, and uh, he'd earned a B minus. Okay. His design- in history? Yep. Okay. And they were doing a project, and he, um, he designed the most recent- American flag. And what he did was his design had 50 stars, even though Alaska and Hawaii were not states yet, but he figured the two would eventually earn the statehood soon and showed the government his design. President uh, Eisenhower called him and said his design was approved, so his teacher switched, switched his grade to an A. Nice, nice. I mean, high school or high school? Wow, junior junior year. Prezi is just calling you, saying, "Hey, we're gonna string that flag up everywhere. You gotta switch that to an A." That's right? pretty sweet. I wonder if they're like, I wonder if they're like doing a competition. Like, how did he know? How, how like, what did it? How did he know? Hawaii like, and Alaska, like, I think, were territories still. I think they both came in around sixty one, sixty two. Mm-hmm. So he just had the like the, the 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 thought to say, "Hey, they're gonna be in soon." This, let's see what it would look like. Yeah. So he basically did. He reworked it. Added. The Do we know what it looked stars. like before? It Zero probably, idea. Yeah. No idea. Huh? Because I, I, I don't know if it was forty eight stars. Why? Well, yeah, that's what I wonder. I wonder if it was like just forty eight stars and it, it was just the same, but just two less. But like, because you know, like the stars are kind of like. How, how what do you call that when they're not like lined up in rows? They're kind of yeah, like they're like staggered. Staggered. Yeah. So I wonder if like they were already staggered. He's just like just put two more in. Yeah, he just like <laughs> took like the earliest version of Photoshop, added two stars, and was like, "I'm done." He was like, "What do you guys think?" Yeah, you know, what'd you change? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, Bob Heft. Uh, Bob Heft. You get an A. Like that. I like that. Yeah. That's a good nugget right there. So let's just take that. We're gonna close the closet now, and let's just take the American flag. Blowing in the wind, and let's just go right into let's this go. Olympic uh, recap. It it is over. Thank the n- God, the numbers are in. <laughs> Yo, we did good. We came out on top on on, on everything. Most golds and most overall, and silvers and bronze. Oh, we did. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm we, just we, gonna we cleaned say house. we cleaned. 
I know that last week we said we Olympic fever had grabbed us. Um, I'm just going to say... <laughs> as quickly as it grabbed us? It let us go. I'm going to say worst Olympics ever. It was pretty like, yeah. Right? It was, it was yeah. It wasn't I mean, a, you shouldn't have been doing it. You did it a year past when you're supposed to. There were no fans. There were no fans, man. I mean... You know, we didn't they should get, have canceled that fucking thing. We didn't get any good stories about, you know, the Ukrainian diver banging, like, the Chinese gymnast. None. None. Because they couldn't even, like, hook up in the... None. In the village. None. No hijinks. You know, None. that was it. So, I'm claiming worst Olympics ever. I do have a couple of, like, noteworthy things that I wrote down just in this last week that I had noticed or saw or whatever. And I was like... Wow. What do you got? Um, I just want to run through these. Um, there's a lifeguard for swimming. Yeah. Did you I, notice that? Yeah. I saw the memes where it was just like. Oh, there oh, are. Oh, it was like the most useless uh, job ever. That was hilarious. Uh, that was funny. I, I saw that. Did you see this uh, German horse uh, equestrian coach? No. Dude. I, I actually happened to be watching this. Um, so this horse is going to do the equestrian part, whatever. Are we talking like the little dance around move little, or are the, we talking like the jumping over shit? The jumping one. Okay. It was the jumping one, I believe. Yeah. Okay. And, um, the horse just wasn't having it. It was time to go on to like the stage onto the pitch or whatever it is. Yeah. To get going. And the horse was just like, nah, no, like, no, I'm not going on there. Think about the, just the, your, your training for years you've probably grown up in that lifestyle your entire life you finally get in and you've made a dream come true of being an olympian an equestrian olympian and the gate opens and it's time for you to do the routine you've practiced a billion times and just gotten it right right yeah and then you walk out there and the horse just says stage fright nah not today. Well, and, maybe and, tomorrow. And I think one of the things too with it was it was it was for I guess it's called uh, I'm gonna butcher it, but it's like the pentathlon, pentathlon or something. And it's basically they take like ten different events. It's like shooting the decathlon. No, no, it's not a decathlon. Where the decathlon like, is ten events. This one's called like pent pent to something. Okay. And it's like ten different ones, and the horse is one of them. One of them's like the shooting one. One of them's like all a, from a, all on a horse. And you, and you do and you well no 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 you do like you do like the the shooting one and then like the next day you do this one. It's not it's not it's okay. the decathlon's like one after another. Yeah yeah yeah. This one's like each fucking day. All right, this is the event we're doing today. And going into this event, the Germans were first. <laughs> mm. And they went from first to like thirty second just because they got disqualified because this horse wouldn't go on, and the horse just wasn't having it. So the 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 chicks on the horse and the the coach is right there, like comes up and is like, "What the fuck?" And they're just like, "I want the horse won't fucking move." So you can see the German coach like say to her, "Like fucking hit her," you know. And, like, so she's, like, whipping the fucking horse, trying to get to go on horses, just, like, didn't doesn't like that, but it's still not moving. This German coach full-on fucking punches the fucking shit out of this horse. And, and nothing? And fucking, like, like, the announcers and everyone's like, what the fuck? And, like, immediately disqualified. Never upset to just see the Germans fail. Yeah. Just on many different fronts and levels. Yeah, I'm dude. okay. I'm the least upset about all that. Yeah. That. 
So. Yeah, just fucking crazy Germans punching fucking horses like it's fucking, you know. Well, you got what you deserved. Yeah, like, well, what was that? Uh, this is, this is going to probably date me a little bit. Blazing Saddle, Mon- Mongo from Blazing Saddles. Uh, when he punches the horse. I think so, You ever yeah. seen Blazing Saddles? Yeah. Remember when that horse, he just fucking... He, he just clocks it, right? He clocks it and just knocks the fucking shit out of it. It's like yeah. one of the funniest scenes in that movie. That would be canceled today. Yeah, canceled. Oh, my God. There's a lot of things in that movie that would be canceled we won't even talk oh, about. No, no, yeah. no one, don't go watch Blazing Saddles. Do not... Easily offended, don't watch it. Yeah, don't go watch it. Gene Wilder, great in it. Love him. Don't go watch it, though. Don't it's, watch it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that was pretty wild. I got... This was one I posted, actually... On my Instagram and fucking, I got so many people um, that were going wild. Did you see this karate thing that I posted? No. Oh my god! So again, this is another one I'm watching live. Not the wrestling. Right? No, this is karate, and I'm watching it on Saturday afternoon, and I'm like, what? All right, what the fuck is this? Like, I watched the women's one first. I'm just like, how do they score in this? Because it's really weird. It doesn't like you know. There's no like. You're not fighting someone. It's kind of just like it's almost like fencing with your feet and hands. Like if you, yeah, if you get one them, in on yeah. them, you, you like you know you get a point. So this karate match is going between this guy from uh, Iran, who's like the reigning champ, and then like this. New, I don't like that. This new guy, this newbie from uh, I think he's from like Dubai or whatever. Um, this is for the gold medal match, and like they're fighting, and the guy, the new kid. Is doing oh he's doing well he's way quicker than the other guy he's up like four zip on him he's like looking just way better and uh, you know halfway through the match uh, homeboy dro- uh, throws a kick lands and drops this dude hits him right in the fucking in the cheek dog drops the Iranian dude mm. like knock the fuck out DQ knock the fuck out so like to the point where like dude wasn't moving couldn't get up they put him on a stretcher cart his ass off. Like, goodbye. And, and so I'm like, oh, damn, knock that motherfucker out. Like, dope. Karate's dope. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm in on karate. Yeah. And uh, they come back from commercial, and, like, the judges are all together. I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? All right, whatever. And they come back, come back, and the judge disqualifies the dude for kicking him too hard. This is like the classic guy catches the football in the NFL, has the football. exactly what it is. The defender is already coming at him. Exactly. The guy who caught the ball moves, and now the defender's helmet has hit him in a way that is illegal, and it's all the defender's fault. It's exactly That guy, the Iranian, probably moved his face in front of the foot. That's exactly what it is. He crouched down and then got hit. Yeah. That's that's my... Um, that's my conspiracy corner. Yeah. So, like, and the guy's devastated. He starts crying because he's just like, what the fuck? I just clapped this guy in the cheek and I just lost. And then, I, and so I'm, like, flipping out. I'm like, this is such bullshit. Now I fuck you, karate. And, um. Yeah, we're back off karate. And then, yeah, and then, like, they come back again from, like, another commercial. And then the announcer, the guy, they go, they go to break. And the guy's like, don't worry. The Iranian's Okay. Uh, we got word that he woke up in the hospital, and he, he woke up in the hospital. By, woke, mind up, you, woke up golden. And woke up, and his, and, and his uh, trainer informed him that he had won gold. That's got to feel <laughs> like hopefully he earned it the last time, right? Right. Because he was the defending gold medalist, I think you said. Yeah. Hopefully he earned the first one, because that one is getting... Uh, shut the funk up podcast asterisk, yeah. right? No, no, yeah, yeah. You don't get that at all. Like, if no. anything, like... You're a meme. 
Yeah, exactly. So that was funny. And then the cap it off, I thought that was going to be the capper. Um, the last day, did you see the marathon, the French marathon runner? Nope. <laughs> this guy, this guy's the man. So everyone's, fr- everyone is all pissed off at him. I want to go already. I want. I think I saw this. I want to get. A, I want to get ahead of it, and I want as a podcast to say that this guy is a winner in our book. Let okay. Me, let me hear what I think it is, and then I'll make my judgment. He's he, there's the marathon runner. They're they're they 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 run by the table full of water to go pick up some water to get some fucking juices in the gullet, and this guy picks up his water and then just fucking swipes all the other bottles off of the table so no one else behind him can grab a water. That's called gamesmanship. That's called gamesmanship. If you're not cheating, you ain't trying to win, man. If you wanted that water, you should have been in front of the Frenchman. Straight up. You would have gotten one. I loved it. I everyone was freaking out. That it was dangerous. This guy's an asshole. Did he win? Like, no, I think that I think I think uh, I think he got like in trouble for it. I think they I think they, I think they threw the book at him. That's uh, unfortunate because that's something I would have done. Well, let it be known, um, French marathon runner, whatever your name is. Come to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. We'll interview you for will, sure. Yeah, come to the podcast and we will present you with our gold medal. Correct. Okay, because the the, the gold medal in fucking doing whatever the fuck it takes. That's right there. I liked it. We I was like, this page. guy is this guy is like way far ahead of you guys, man. Like, don't be mad because you didn't think about that shit first. Yeah, you know what I mean. A hundred percent. I'm there. Loved it, loved it, loved it. That's my recap of the games, and God damn it, I can't wait for football. Woo! We are right on the precipice of the beginning of the season. We made it. Mm-hmm. Fo- uh, uh, football that doesn't actually count as football is back. Yes. And I think we're about, I think a full uh, today. We are exactly four, four weeks. I think it's four weeks. Yep, four weeks from uh, week one of the season. I think like mid this week starts like some college ball, and then I think preseason's like next week or week yep. after or yep, something yep, like that. Yep, yep, yep. I think they already started uh, preseason. Preseason this week. Oh. This weekend, I think, is preseason football. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. the Dol- Dolphins play Saturday. Okay. So yeah, they Let's play the Bears. Let's do it. Let's do it. We are ready for you, football. Um, and uh, fantasy. I need, I need to win this year. Uh, you're a three-time. This is a two-time champion speaking to a three-time champion. I need, but I need to get back. It's been the, a while. Of the ten years that we have had our our uh, puff punt and pass league mm-hmm. that we are in together with a lot of the Jacks bros. Yeah. And the one, uh, the one, the one uh, single stray bullet that somehow made it in Dugan. And, yes. And yes. um, we, this podcast has won five of the ten years that we have been a league. So I gotta say. We I'm are like, champions, and you will take our advice because we know what it takes to yes. get across the goal line. I haven't won the. I'm like the Dolphins, you know. Like it's been a minute since That's I've won. That's exactly what you are. You I know think, what I mean? Did you win the first three years? I won the first two, and then Doug, and then I think I won like, and then like, yeah. I think I won after that. Yeah. So. I am the reigning champion, though. You so are the please. reigning champion. So, uh, Benny everyone, know. take that was a hilarious. knee. Take a <laughs> knee. Bend the knee. <laughs> yep. I am the champion. Mm-hmm. Um. But I want to win this year. Well, I want to win this I'm year. I'm coming back ferocious. I want to win this year. I'm coming back ferocious this year. We'll see about that. We'll I'm see thinking about, about a whole different strategy. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I'm thinking about really we're gonna sabotaging this, this We're definitely going to do draft. some... Uh, some, uh, some <laughs> we're definitely going to be doing some updates throughout the season. 
Um, call in, give us some of your bad beats, give us some of whatever's going on in your leagues. We'll have to do like a mid-season recap and then like definitely something towards the end of the season. Yeah, too. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, based on last week, we talked about uh, Mr. Pringles himself and these deaths. And I did a little digging and I, I went down a serious, serious rabbit hole. Of, of sweet deaths? Of... Both. Inventor sweet deaths? First, I started with um, things that inventors were buried in that they invented. That's where I started. Then I started getting into uh, inventors killed by their own inventions. Segway. Then I just got into fucked up, crazy, Not not telling you to segue, I'm saying the actual invention of Segway. Yeah, actually, I saw that one on there. Then I just got into crazy shit that people died from that i wrote i have a, a a bunch of them but let's start with just the things where people invented it well or invented it or were part of something and then wanted to be like immortal. but there's a lot of people there actually wasn't that no? many because the two main ones were the ones that i've already covered okay uh frisbee golf ultimate frisbee guys mm-hmm. And um, and then Mr. Pringles himself. Mm-hmm. The next one that I found was uh, one of the main editors for Marvel Comics. Okay. They took his ashes and actually printed it into ink for a comic book. Wow. Pretty cool, right? Did they give that like comic book? I don't know. I no. didn't like, I didn't okay. see if it's like, a, it's got to be like, I'm hoping the family got like the Limadish one yeah. of one. And that's the only one that's ever been made. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you just put them right up there on the mantle. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no urn. That's pretty fucking it's cool. It's just like Spider-Man number that's three. That's actually really cool. I like the idea of, like, putting it in a book. It's like, yeah. then you can read it, and it, I like that connection. And, ironically enough, it wasn't even the guy who died's wishes. It was his wife that was like, hey, do this. Cool. So smart, pretty sweet. Smart cookie. Uh, another one was this... Uh, Old, a famous old gun expert, and okay. his, same situation where his wife he, he did. A, I'm I'm gonna butcher the same. Is it is it Southbees? Southbees? Oh, the, oh. The, the people that do all the auctions. Sotheby's? Or Souther- so- yeah, Southbees? I don't know. I don't know. All I, right. Well, anyways, he worked for I them and like basically like would you know explain how much guns were stuff like that so his wife actually had him loaded into shotgun shells and they shot him okay remember when i said that the book stuff was badass yeah this is more badass i mean yeah when you're gonna put people in a gun it's kind of like the hunter s thompson in the cannon situation yep that's another one but it's like obvious yeah and then the only the last one i had which i think we all know but was definitely within the music lore is tupac and the homies Tupac well, I don't asked, know that one. I, I don't think I know that one. What is it? What? No. Tupac, I think, I don't know how, I don't know when he made the request, but he said, yo, uh, the homies got to like roll me up in a blunt and smoke and smoke some of my ashes. I thought that wasn't real. Yes. They've, it's been confirmed. Oh, I thought that was like a, by like, members I of like the was, outlaws and shit. Oh, I always thought that that was, uh, an urban legend or something. So now the uh, the main ones for the inventors killed by their own inventions. Have you been to Denver? Mm, no. So there's a giant Mustang statue outside the airport. Oh, I've I've heard of that. The guy who who built they the statue. They said that airport's uh, haunted. Yeah. And there's a lot of conspiracy theories about yeah. what's going on underground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get that. We'll get we'll into that. that. We'll, we'll get, get into, into that. that. But the guy who made this statue, something fell off the statue and like slit his leg open, and then he bled out and died. 
<laughs> Damn. Then there was a bunch of like, you know, which makes total sense. Like I read like all the motorcycle, airplane and car inventors who just like were trying a new motorcycle in 1920 and like rode it and died. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So there <laughs> a were, lot of airplane inventors probably. Yeah, that there was a lot of those. So <laughs> now we're getting into just the fucking weird ones. And these were great. So there was this American chemist who got polio and he was like disabled. And he devised an elaborate system of ropes and pulleys to help others like lift him from his bed. He became accidentally entangled in the ropes and died. No. Thomas Midge, Midley, Midgley Jr. Damn, dude. How'd that happen? Uh, 1944. Now, oh. this one is great. 1988. A poodle named <laughs> Catchy in Buenos Aires fell 13 floors and hit a lady, killing them both instantly. In the course of seeing this happen, a 46-year-old lady came to see what was going on, hit by a bus. Whoa. Then... A guy saw her getting hit by a bus, had a heart attack, died. Okay. The, like, death was on premise. Yes. He, <laughs> he, came, he came for the dog and the, and the woman and said, give me a couple more while we're here. Yeah, he cleaned up real quick there. Now, 1998. This, I'm trying to figure out how this worked. An entire football team, uh, a football, <laughs> in, in the Democratic Republic of Congo... And I'm picturing, I, I want to think that they were all spread out 11 v. 11. Um, oh, tell me uh, lightning. Hit. But lightning struck and killed all of one team, other team unharmed. They had to be huddled up, right? I was about to say, they must have been in a time. Yeah, they must have been going over game planning. Something like There's that. There's no way. But it was probably an electric game plan. See what I did there? <laughs> Yo. Yeah. Um, Here's a good one for you. And once again, the Germans... Fucking weird. Weird. What do, you got? what do you got? This guy, German engineer from Berlin, was willingly killed so that he could be eaten by famous cannibal Armin, whatever the fuck his last name was. He had responded to an internet advertisement in which he had placed so that he could be eaten. Uh, here's the uh, here's 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 the ironic part, right? The, the irony. Fuck, bro. The guy who That's ate, how he wanted to go out? The guy yes. Well he he responded to the ad. <laughs> then the the ironic and best part of it guy who ate the other guy went to prison became a vegetarian god damn it that's a good one that is fucking good here now i'm tying it back into the music i'm wondering if you maybe might know this mike edwards 62 this was 2010 a uh a cellist i'm guessing and founding member of elo Okay. Died when a large round bale of hay rolled down a hill and hit his van that he was driving. I mean, if that doesn't scream just English countryside, I don't know what does. All right. I got two ones right here. These are good. All right. Uh, Jose Ochoa died after being stabbed in the leg at an illegal cockfight. Wait. By a cock. By, I was about to say by a knife or? No. By a guy. By a, by a cock. Caught him. Caught him in the leg. Caught him good, huh? Yep. Dead. Damn, bro. Imagine going out like that. And just to tie things back into Florida, we got to get a Florida one in there. Yeah, yeah. What do you got? Edward Archibald, 32, of West Palm Beach. Yellow right, right in the neighborhood. Uh, that's action. what you would think. Uh, choked on, quote, arthropod body parts during a cockroach eating contest. 
Oh, God. oh my, oh my God! That's the gnarliest one, right? That's the gnarliest one. It was a cockroach eating cock. What? I have a lot of questions. I feel like it had to be an underground, underground cockroach eating, a cockroach eating contest. You know, it must have. I don't know. Ochoa. Yeah. What was his name? Uh, Jose Ochoa. No, no, no. no. Edward oh, oh. Archibald. 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 White guy. You Gotta nasty be. fuck, dude. Nasty fuck. January 2013. 68-year-old James Campbell left his van to open a gate. His dog stepped on the gas pedal, ran him over. Dead. Did he throw it in park? Nope. I don't know. This problem, I'm thinking it was um, it was a manual car. He threw it in neutral. Mm-hmm. Dog stepped over his wheel, popped it, in, popped it in. I don't know how he got the clutch at the same time. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I would like to think it was a manual and the dog just shifted it into first and fucking zoomed off. Oh, fucking A. I would love to know the name of the, like, that dog. It was like Speedy. <laughs> right? You know, like, yeah, Bumpy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, now let me take you over to India. 40-year-old Indian bus driver um, was killed by a meteorite. Well, they, we, Hit what? him. How big was it? <laughs> there, wait. Two foot. Uh, no, no, no. The crater was was two feet. I don't know. I don't know how big it was once it came through uh, uh, the atmosphere. But look, if you get hit and killed by a meteorite, it was just your time. On a, that's what I was thinking. I was like, man, like that's just that 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 that's just unfortunate. But what are you gonna do? Like that's how you gotta go. All right, and these are the last two right Damn, here. Damn, just coming out of the sky. I wonder. He's probably just like, doo, 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 doo. like it's probably coming from behind him, you know. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even see it coming. Well, I don't know, cause I'm kind of like thinking, I'm picturing him looking out the window and him seeing something come through the atmosphere. He's like, "What the fuck is that?" And he's so like transfixed on what's going through like our atmosphere, and then he's just like, "Oh, it's coming closer and closer and closer. I'm dead." Oh, I've got him like walking down the sidewalk with like the Walkman on, listening. To oh, just like he has Robbie no Shankar. idea. Yeah, and he's just like, "I like that." Yeah. Um, Deborah Bedard, fifty-eight. Died from falling from a golf cart onto shards of wine glass that broke in her hand. <laughs> Wait, say that again? <laughs> she was in a golf cart with a wine glass. She dropped the wine glass and fell out of the golf cart dead. The, the glass got her. I mean, clums Shelly. Is it, who is it? Deborah. Deborah? Yeah. Deborah, come on, dude. That's another one where you were just meant you to You were go. drunk. Yeah, oh, hammered. Had you were be. hammered in the golf cart. And then the last one I have. On some boxed wine. Yeah, 2017. Another one, 2017. Rebecca Berger, 33, a fitness blogger and model, died after a pressurized canister of whipped cream, whipped cream exploded and struck her in the chest. Wait, like one of those fucking ready whips? I'm guessing. Damn. Yep. Hit and her in the heart? And that's just the uh, the, the cream on top. God. I, 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 I need a little bit more details on the ready whip. Yeah, but that was just like I could have honestly put a hundred more in there. But those just, were just the ones that like I, I started from like early nineteen hundreds and I worked all like every decade up to now. They need to bring that a thousand ways to die back. I love it. Let's just bring well, that show back. I was trying to look it up. You just rattled off so many good ones. There's actually a book, um, and maybe I can maybe I'll order it or something, but it's called like the Darwin Tales or something, or the Darwin oh, Awards. Oh, okay. And it's this chick that basically found all these crazy ways people died, and it's probably exactly like the same type of shit. 
Oh, yeah. And she's got, like, the Darwin Awards, and it comes out every couple years, and it's, like, the best, craziest way people have died. What, and, like, the book has, like, a bunch of them in it? Yeah. That's great. That's great. Damn, that's good stuff right there. Yeah. We love death here. We are just on a death kick lately. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I started trying to do some homework. And I just went down a rabbit hole, and I said, "This is that a good, was this a, is a good sag briar patch, dude." I did see. Speaking of seg, I did see the Segway one, and what it was is it was like off a cliff or something dumb, right? Yes, but here's the backstory to it: the guy drove ended He's up the inventor of Segway, the inventor of the Segway, which you don't see those anymore, right? They're around. Only with cops on. No one, no one really fuss with them anymore, right? Yeah, they need to give them to the Pakistani rollerblading cops. They might work in the sand over there. I was about there to say, put, put some off-road tires on those bad boys. Yeah, but he was moving out of the way for a guy walking his dog, and somehow <laughs> went off the cliff dead. Oh man, yeah, God, that's 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 not a good way to go. No, no, you just. See, that's him being fully committed to his invention and staying on it. Because anyone else just would have just like jumped out like, oh, well, bye. Yeah, I, I wanted to do a lot more of the inventors who died from their own inventions. But like 80% were planes, uh, <laughs> planes, trains. and It was just literally uh, like it's... planes, cars, and motorcycles, which all like were from like 1920 to 1940. Yeah, you don't think about it, but that makes total sense because it's like anyone else like, I'm not going to, I'm not getting in there. Yeah, you, fuck, it's your you, fuck it, you built it. Yeah, you get in there. Yeah, like, no one's trying that out except for the person that built it. Yeah. So a lot of them. They, dead. they just crank up the motorcycle, it blows up, the engine blows up. It's like <laughs> yeah. fuck. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there was also like a lot of like chemistry related Oh um, like we made this new like, try it. <laughs> gas, this new mustard gas and it just like went through it, the fucking you know, through the suit, dead. <laughs> yeah, I got like this this new this this could save you and then who's gonna try it? Yeah, dead. It was like before they used rats or something. Yeah. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. So yeah, I just went down a death spiral, but it was good. It was good. Very entertaining. Um. Well, let's stick with the entertaining here. Um. Did you uh, watch this cook cooking cowboys yet? Ooh, we started it. I haven't. On... I haven't started it. I was. I was thinking about starting it this. You week. got to. Well, is it different than the other ones? So here's the thing. I haven't seen a majority of the other ones. Oh, you're good. Then. And I'm Billy Corbin, you know, yeah. uh, hit him up on Twitter, said you're just a ma- another masterpiece. He gave me the like. Mm-hmm. Um, but shout out to Billy Corbin, 305. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the the reason you got to watch it more than any of the other ones, where I don't know if all the other ones all take place in Miami, but this is basically the story of like squad of Cubans who basically just like. The, it, I, I think at the time it was the biggest drug bust related case like in the country or in the history of the world. Was Griselda part of it there? No, t- okay. no, no. no. This right. is all this right, is so all from the Q. This is all Cubans. This is oh, all Cubans. Okay, this Cubans is in. Yeah, this is in no, no, no. There's no Mexico. There's, I mean, some of the cartel adjacent stuff, but this is basically all local. Cubans, Miami, okay. you know, everything going on. Like, you'll know some of the places in the, All right. in it. All right. That's why it's All very. Because right. I know the Colombian stuff. That, it's I, very I topical this. to where we're, like, where, where we live and stuff. So that's part of the other, like, you're looking kind of in the background for It's a areas. series? There's, it's a six-part series. Okay. I'm, I'm four, uh, four, maybe, maybe a little bit into episode five. And it's good. It's great. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's great. It's, uh. 
And it's just, I mean, you think that like in episode two, you're like, oh, no, no, no. This is like, this should be where it ends. But then you're like, wait, there's four more episodes. It's like when they catch the guy who killed the person in Law and Order. But you're like, I'm eight minutes in. You can't be the guy who killed them. That, that's oh, that so, is always actually funny. It's like, damn, this is gonna this. How how are they gonna get out? What else out they of have this? here? Yeah. So it's just like there's just so many things where you're just like, okay, they got him. This is it. And then just something happens, and you're just like, holy shit, holy shit. Okay. okay. And it's just like classic. I mean, look, a lot of people when they think of Miami, rightfully so, you're thinking of like Scarface, 1980s, yeah, right. neon sights. Uh, neon lights, disco sign, you know, like all those things. Yeah. And this has all that just wrapped up into a nice little Miami biscuit. Nice little... Uh, nice little kilo. Just a little kilo. A little, yeah. little, little guava and cream. Uh, just pastelito. A little pastelito. Yeah. But like it's, that. it's like great. That. Uh, can't recommend it enough. And if you need a, just a little taste of Miami, a little M-I-A-O. Come get it. Co- cocaine right, Cowboys. A, you know I'm. I'm you're, start it tonight. Just you gotta be excited. I'm gonna start tonight. And then give me a couple texts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will start tonight. You gotta be excited because I thought it was the Median that None of stuff, that. and I've seen like those all of those documentaries, and I didn't need another one. Yeah, this is. But that um, makes sense now because I was saw because I saw Billy Corbin was on it, and I was like, well, he's doing. He's doing another. He's doing another thing that has already been done, but that makes sense because he's Miami through and through. Yeah, so he's doing a Cuban thing. Yeah, and it's just. <laughs> It's so good. And the way they tell it, they, they kind of do the thing where they, they tell you a lot what's going on, but then they show you how they're going back to this year. And so it's it's a chronologically like done thing where they're, they're continuously moving forward and back and forward and back to explain all the different layers with all the different guys that were in it. And it's just, dude, you got to watch it. All it's right. great. Yeah, you've successfully, good job. Thank you. You've successfully got me hook, line, and sinkered on that one. Yeah, it's... I mean, look, I'm I'm a transplant. The family's from down here, but I am a transplant. Mm-hmm. I think I have ingratiated myself in uh, to the culture, as you've put it before, pretty yes, well. You are, but you are in. South Florida through and through. So mm-hmm. you know we're in we're in the little brother of Miami, Fort Lauderdale. But I'm going to tell you that you're going to love this shit. Um. All right. I'm in. I mean, I want. I'm still. I still want you to try and watch the hunt. It's on HBO. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually watched it last night. We watched Suicide seen, Squad, the new one. I didn't like. I watched it too. You, you did. It was. It was. It wasn't. I. Didn't, I was shouldn't say I didn't like it. It was just all right. I found it. I found it very funny. It was comical. That was the only thing that kept me in. It was the comical part of it, like the polka nothing, dots. The polka dots guy. Yeah, I was fucking dying. Yeah, like the I was shark. Dying. Yeah, like the, the shark Stallone, Stallone as the shark. I that, was that, that was him. That was his him. voice. Bro, I was like halfway through. I'm like, what voice is that? I what? I know it. And then I was like, that's Sylvester Stallone's voice, isn't it? It was uh, <laughs> the com the comedy and the in the comical the that kept it kept me in it because I was like, it didn't take itself serious. Yeah, which I liked. And I think that this is you know they're doing the thing now where like everyone used to be comfortable with just making a good movie and like that's. That's the movie. Mm-hmm. Now everything is a franchise, right? Yes. So they they came out with the first one a couple years ago, which, I mean... Is this people, the second one? This is, I think, the second one. But it's still called Suicide Squad. Yeah, because I think now it's moving forward. Like, that happened before the first one. They've moved past that, you know, because Harley's in it now. Yeah. And the same... Um, uh, the same... Blood... Uh, Colonel... 
the same colonel uh, that was in the first one leading the guys. Mm-hmm. And then also we forgot the other unsung hero, uh, John Cena. <laughs> yeah. He was just bro, frat bro. Like He was fun. He was, he was really fucking funny. funny. He was really fucking like, funny. Like he leaned into the, the, the character actor that he often plays. I mean, there was that one scene where he's in the tidy whities Fucking hilarious. Packing full dick in it. That would do we think that was Nah, that was prosthetic. That can't be real. No dick. way. But I liked it a lot. I liked now God, he was jacked in that fucking thing. If you are, let's just say, like a director or producer or adjacent, whatever, in that movie, are you coming to Mr. Cena with like something saying, Hey, we're gonna pack this? Or like, do you ask him if he wants to pack? Or do you just like cause that could be offensive, right? Uh, for who? To, 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 to Mr. Cena. Um, maybe, but... Like, I hey, s- your dick's not big enough for the big screen. We're going to make it look bigger. I would, I would see, I would approach him with going with this. Hey, we want to make this obnoxiously big. We want to make this obviously big. Okay, so that's and how that's you how gotta- I would sell it to you. Because it was obviously, it was just like, holy shit, there's a hog in there. I like to think that like, they brought the prosthetic <laughs> dick with them and said, hey, this is what we want it to look like that you're going to have. Yeah. And, and, and I, if it was me, I'd be like, let's do it. Did you have anything bigger? Is that, was that what you want? Cause I'll go bigger. Yeah. Can you actually have it coming out the side a little? Like yeah. it's just, it can't fit. I'm trying to get a little baby arm peeking out, a little elbow peeking. Yeah. You know, either way I, th- I found yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was it was a good movie. Just don't go into it like expecting. It was great. It was like kind of funny. And you had a bunch of action and shit. Yeah, you know that was the well, Sunday watch night the feature. Hunt. Okay, I, I'm probably like, I'm really want because I watched it again last night. And I was like, and I, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell Jordan tomorrow because I think your wife will like. I don't think it, I don't think it's too much. Okay, so you, I'm glad you actually it's re-reviewed. Not, it. I re-reviewed it. And I was like, no, this is perfect. And I think you're, I think Ellie will, will like it. It's not like too like there's there's a good plot. It's very on the nose with what's going on in society now. It's it, it does like a nice flip job. I actually like it because it's a lot of the things that we do on this podcast where like it it's 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 showing it's showing the deficiencies in both sides of like you know political parties and things like that. Okay. It's, it's showing all the dumb bullshit that both sides fucking do. But they have it wrapped up in this man hunting man okay. theme. Okay. So. All right, wifey. Check it, it out. It's on the docket. Please. It's on the docket. Um, Before we get into this peacock, though, I want to just do a week. Uh, uh, R. Kelly uh, is started trial today. Oh, he did? R. Kelly has officially started trial. He's been sitting in jail for a couple of years now. He's fucked, right? Because he knows he's fucked. Yeah, he's fucked. But um, uh, he started. He started today. They officially started uh, picking jury member jury members, and it's on and popping. All I gotta say is, actually, now I'm gonna tease you again. <laughs> After watching this Cocaine Cowboys, I'm not so sure he's fucked. Yeah, just with the things <laughs> the, the that happen, they're you getting nev- away with. Yeah, you never know. He's got enough money. Who knows? So I want to do a little bit of reading here, just so I can uh, I can. Give, put all the information, display all the, put it all on the table for you, and then we can set the table. Okay. Uh, but I just, I have a few things I just want to read here. Um, so we all know, you know, basically the background uh, of, uh, you know, of kind of stuff he's done, like you know, with the underage, you know, girls and all this stuff. But just real quickly, you know, he, he's, you know, he sets up a labyrinth of rules for his sexual partners. 
You know, they're not allowed to look at men. Yep. They have to, they have to look down. They have to call them daddy. They're not allowed to leave their fucking room. They're, like, they have to go to the bathroom. They have to, like, request permission. They're basically, that. like, in a modern-day jail, like, sex slavery jail. Yes. And, you know, he's got, like, videos and all these compromising videos of all of them. So that's how he keeps them in check. Um, he's got the whole entire crew in, in uh, too, which was actually one of the craziest things when I was reading this article about it was... They put the RICO Act. That's how like they're really like are coming down. Is they're using oh, RICO because so they got all the, they got he's all got the... like this criminal enterprise because he's got all of his you know goombas yeah. all participating in on this. So like when the when the when the feds come with the RICO, mm-hmm. you're fucked. Let yeah. that be known because if if they can even put that on you, they've either surveilled or done all their homework yes. and they have. The web, they have the Charlie meme where he's got all the red lines connecting yeah, everyone. Exactly. It's like they're making money off of this and they're 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 getting higher ranks for doing like, you know, these things and, and for like whatever R. Kelly's telling him what to do. Yeah, um, he's fucked. According to prosecution, Kelly filmed himself having sex with an underage girl, thus creating child pornography, and then at his and then he and his entourage locked another woman in a hotel room for three days without any sustenance before Kelly sexually assaulted her. Um, Kelly also allegedly had a uh, sexual relation with a six-year-old girl, 16-year-old girl, where he repeatedly took sexually explicit photos and videos of videos of her. Yeah, he's fucked. Um, you know, choking, slapping, isolating these chicks, you know, from just several days, um, making them do like punish, like punishments and stuff. If they disobeyed, um, they got into the Aaliyah stuff. Aaliyah's in there. Yep. They're all Jane Doe, Jane one, two and three Jane Doe's. Oh yeah. But there's one apparently, um, Put her Jane name Doe on number one is that they say that's Aaliyah. And because just because they have to give you, I guess they they give a, they give a the little pattern back, of behavior. They give a well, they give a little yeah, the pattern of behavior and a little background, and apparently everything is just like okay, that's Aaliyah. Yeah. So uh, Kelly appears to be facing charges connected to his relationship with Aaliyah, the R and B singer who died in the Bahamas plane crash in two thousand one. Although Aaliyah is not, is also not named in the indictment, an attorney for Kelly has admitted that Jane Doe number one is the late singer, um, specifically. Uh, specifically, Kelly and his associates stand accused of bribing an Illinois state uh, employee with $500 to create an ID for Aaliyah in or around 1994 so that Kelly could marry her and thus prevent her from being forced to testify against him. So that was the reason why he wanted to marry her because he was doing fucked up shit to her. Of course. Um, she was just 15 at the time. When they got married, even though the marriage license says 18, they say that's like, that's yeah, bullshit. Disgusting. Um, and then one of the last things that was like kind of a new nugget that I didn't know, uh, prosecutors, prosecutors also say that Kelly sexually abused an underage boy identified as John Doe number one in court documents. Kelly invited John Doe number one into his studio under the guise of helping and mentoring John Doe number one with his musical aspirations. The Friday filing, uh, the Friday filing reads. Kelly also asked John Doe number one what he was willing to do to succeed in the music business business and clarified that he wanted John Doe number one to engage in sexual contact with Kelly with the backdrop. Kelly then engaged in sexual contact with John Doe number one. Yeah. So disgusting. You're fucked. This guy is lock him up, throw away the fucking key. He's fucking done. He's they're coming down hard apparently on him. So there's no wiggle room. He's like, Roddy in jail right now. His attorneys are like, apparently he's got like no money. He's like, he's depleted. He's fat and fucking mm. totally out of shape. 
Like, um, I so see that jailhouse he's, pick. Yeah, he's doing really, really bad right now. So, uh, trial starts today. We will keep you updated as if this was fucking court TV. Mm. You Fuck feel me? Though. Yeah. So that that's your uh, that's your little that that's your little uh, legal legal stuff uh, of the day here. Our, our Kelly, um, you know, we 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 used to laugh about it in high school, like peeing on people and shit. Mm-hmm. Not funny. Nope. It's not funny, guys. One of the things, too, that, like you just said, we're younger and all the facts weren't out yet. And it's, you know, we, we make jokes. And then, you know, two decades later, we're just like, yeah, none of that was funny. That's fucked up. Mm-hmm. He did this to, like, so many people. Fucking just lock him up and forget he ever existed. Yeah. So hopefully they throw the book at him. We shall see. Well, with that being said, should we get you know, into a let's, peacock? Let's, get, let's, get on, let's go to a little lighter note. Yeah. Let's get into it. All right, let's do it. So, this week's Peacock, before I announce it, as always, let you guys know, go to Peacocks in Music playlist. Um, it's in Spotify only. Search for it in the search uh, search bar called Peacock, Peacocks in Music. All of the Peacocks are all there. We, cho- we choose the choice tracks. They're all there. Hit the, hit the follow button on that, too. I think we got, you know, we get those numbers up. We're only at, like, 25. Only 25 of you are following that playlist. Go. That's that's not that's not enough for me, okay? Unacceptable. Yeah. You can, uh, ch- all the episodes are right in there, too. So if you guys want to listen to the episode and then listen to some music after, go there. Check it out. Pretty, pretty, please. So, this week's Peacock in Music, Sublime. Ooh! I came, I came, uh, I came a little different. Came from, came from the back angle on you. You did. You backdoored me, and um, I'm accepting it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm always trying to, because uh, I think it's always easy for us to like just do, you know, blues and rock and soul artists all the yeah, time. Yeah, like fifties through seventies. You know I mean? Like that's obviously where a lot of stuff started, and it's like I don't want to say low hanging fruit because there's so many people out there. And I feel like any peacock is deserving of it because you're usually picking people that either started something or had a big effect yes. but didn't always get the credit they deserved. Mm-hmm. And I think Sublime definitely was, you know, um, a forefather of a yeah, very specific... Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a subgenre. The punk, but, rocky, reggae sound. But that's that started... That was the, the, the match that lit... Like an entire slightly, generation of yeah, music. all the stuff that you listen to, 311, Slightly yeah. Stupid, yeah. and I mean, just a countless number number of bands now that are out. Like, yeah, that was all Sublime. Um, so Sublime, 1988 to 1996, real quick there. Yeah. For obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, reggae, ska, punk band. Uh, started in high school by Eric Wilson, who played bass. Uh, and his buddy Bud, uh, it's it's G G A U G H. Is that Go or Gao or Ga? Is it probably Ga? G A U G H. Bud Ga. Let's go Ga. Ga. 
uh, and probably Dom wrong but... on the drums. Um, so they started in high school. They were a punk rock band called the Juice Brothers. Like that. Yeah, they were the Juice Brothers um, punk rock band in, in high school. And then uh, then Bradley kind of, he came in. He actually, Bradley was uh, in college, actually. And he was actually one semester away from graduating with a finance degree. Wow. And he said, and actually, because I looked in, I was like, why did he do that? And his dad says, he goes, his dad said that, Bradley goes, well, honestly, I've done, like, all of the easy classes. And, like, this next semester, I just left all of the hardest classes for Mm. last. Which you know exactly how it is. Yeah, you can't do that. You you take one hard and, like, two gimmies and, like, one medium. Because remember that one time, that one semester when you, like, you took all four hard classes and it was just... You fucked yourself. You fucked yourself and you learned, okay, I can't do that again. Yeah. So... He, uh, he said, fuck that. I'm not taking in the last semester. Dipped out and uh, joined this uh, high school band with his, with his kids. And um, he was the one that introduced the reggae and the ska okay. to them. Because they were purely punk. And he was the one that brought, like, you Got know. Because apparently he was, um, like, he was, like, I, I mean, not surprising. He just 80, you know, just had just ADHD out the max when he was younger. Yeah. But the only thing that, like... His parents got him into that, like, kind of, like, would calm him down was he got into sailing. Really? Yeah. And he got, like, really into it. And his dad brought him to the Virgin Islands to go sailing. They sailed over there. And then that's where he uh, got introduced. Picked up all the reggae. Yeah, exactly. So that was was the little, like, window into that. Interesting, though. Mm-hmm. I almost would have thought that it would have been the other way around. About Cali? Well, just that maybe he brought the punk rock... Oh. And instead it was kind of the other way around. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so uh just one like quick little note. They played like their first show like on July first or July fourth, I'm sorry, July fourth show. Um, and it's like now like lives in in infamy. It's called the Peninsula Riot. So was that like the troubadour Elton John yes. stepping out in front of the squad and yes. just like immediately lit the fuse, which just started yeah, like the- everyone was like, "What the fuck is this?" And like the yeah, apparently like the I think the name of like the bar or club was called the Peninsula, mm-hmm. and apparently they and they got actually they were like they they were just known for like every one of their shows was just mayhem, yeah, because they were they were just like they had like this crazy sound and they they encouraged that type of shit. So, a little quickly here, you'll like this. Uh, in 1990, uh, Noel uh, rescued an abused Dalmatian. Mm-hmm. Named him Lou. Love it. Mm-hmm. Lou Dog. Lou Dog, shout out. Uh, what, what's the... Uh, smelled like a Lou Dog inside the van. Yep. Um, so, and Lou Dog, you know, came, became like the mascot of the, of the band there after everyone loved Lou Dog. Um so uh, they gained they they gained a uh, started gaining a lot of popularity around like you know uh, Southern California and stuff. Um, wanted to record an album, and one of these guys that went and saw him at one of their shows went up to him and was like, "Hey, like I work at this uh, I go to this university, and I work in like the studio there for like the radio show and shit." And they're like, do you want to, like, record your album at the studio, like, when no one's there? And they're like, fuck yeah. Little Osprey Radio situation? A little, little, wasp, little wasp nest, little Osprey Radio. Love that. Uh, for you guys, that was what Jordan's talking about is... Did that just, did that just uh, light um, a little fire God, inside you? That just, you can see me gleaming now. Yeah. Um, 
freshman year of college, I um, was uh, joined Osprey Radio as one of the uh, the DJs there, and I strategically yeah chose the uh, twelve to one a.m. hour yeah um, because I believe honestly I believe the reason why I chose it was because. After midnight was when you're allowed to play cuss words. Yep, that was, it was. That was I remember it being something. There was a specific time, eleven or twelve, where you had to play edited music. I think it was like and yeah, then, eleven. And or then after it was no holds bar. Yeah, so like I chose the the one in because I wanted to play you know whatever I wanted to play my music and a lot of it had cuss words. Yeah, and that was like shoot, that was freshman in college. So like we were really, I was really into hip hop and shit. Yeah, you were playing just banger after banger. It yeah. was all hip hop. I but think. But then it just turned into. Then it just turned into just you, my friend, you and you, like all my friends just coming with me into the studio and drinking yep. and smoking yep. out on the balcony. And you were, we would bring in like local rappers. Yep. And you people, were able to, you were able, I don't know if you were able to call in live, but I think you were able to leave yeah. a voicemail. No, you could call in live. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. We, I think you Shana. Could call in line. And, we, had, yeah. we had a line. Well, um, Joel's wife. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Joel's, Joel's wife. She would call in. But yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun, and we would go up there every like whatever it was, like Tuesday or whatever it was that we would do it, and we would bring a fucking you know case of beer, and we would cause a ruckus for an hour, or we would just be there for. I remember. Yeah, it was there. more that we, I think we went longer than that. I don't think there was anyone on after you. No, there was never anyone on after us. Yeah. So yeah, that's what Jordan's talking about. Um, uh, Osprey Radio, God, good times. Um, yeah, so the guy, so they would come in at 12 a.m. T- into the studio uh, there at the university and record from 12 to 7, like, like every single day and Sick. leave before anybody would come. So that was how they cut for, uh, 40 Ounces of Freedom, their first album, which actually had a lot of success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one had a ton of success, for, for, uh, success 40 Ounces of Freedom. I think they sold, like, 200,000 copies on their own. Yeah. You know, one of those deals. A little ludicrous little situation. Ludic- yeah, a little ludicrous out of the trunk. Um, next album, uh, Robin the Hood. Not so much. Yeah, that was, I don't want to say a step back, but it mm-hmm. was, I think, also sonically a little bit different. It was. That was, that it, was a little bit more punk rock, right? It was a little more punk. It was acoustic-y, too. There's a lot of acoustic-y mm, stuff yeah. on it. It was very dubby, too. Yep. They were, and like, you know, and, and I read about it. I went into reading about it because I was like, why is this a flop? And... They were trying to do that. They weren't trying to do yeah. what was working. They wanted to do all these like sonically something different, different yeah. something different. But they did hit with date rape on the on, with that album. Yeah, which is a great song. Yeah, and date rape actually had like a lot of uh, commercial success. They were play, being played on the radio like a ton. Um, and so like with the success of date rape um, on the radio, uh, they uh, got invited to co-headline the very first Warp Tour, Vans Warp Tour. Really? Yeah. They, that they that were, makes sense, though. Because mm-hmm. I think Warped Tour, I remember being early 90s. Yeah. It was, they, they was just, a staple for... I up mean, until up, last year or something that wasn't there. Yeah. Like, it was like right before... I think it was right before I COVID. think towards the end it got whack, you know, but like mid-90s to like mid-2000s, like 2010, there was always good lineups yeah. if you were into that stuff. Yeah, Warped Tour was like... That was always the one when you were... Like when we were younger, like before in high school, you could go to the Warped Tour for like... 10 bucks yeah yeah it was never like, like 10 bu- i think you could just like bring in a couple canned goods to like sam goody and they would give you like a yeah. ticket. it was mm-hmm. like that was a cool thing i mean at least sam i remember goody. wow yeah <laughs> uh of uh uh early on just been like yo you can go to this festival and 
for like basically really cheap. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they were the they were on the very first um, Vans Warp tour, but that didn't last long. No, no. Mm. Uh, eventually, got kicked off the tour for unruly behavior and drinking like way too much. Like, Which is rock and roll, though. Yeah, yeah, they were just like, dude, it was our first fucking tour, and they're like, they're like, we literally would get up, drink, drink more. They said, then play, and then he goes, and then just and then just keep drinking after. Yeah, and he goes, and uh, and one of the guys goes, but really, honestly, what the straw that broke the camel's back that got us kicked off. Was Lou Dog fucking bit like four skaters, mm. and like after like 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 the fourth one, like like he got him pretty good. They were like, "All right, you're biting our our talent." Yeah. So Vans kicked them off the tour, so they were they were off the warp. Lou Dog, pretty cool way to go out. Yeah, you know, for sure. Um, also very rock and roll. Yeah. So you know, at this point, Bradley, you know, had a pretty bad heroin addiction. You know, going to this point. Um, Again, I, I read an article that with about his dad talking about it, and his dad said that he had, Bradley admitted to his dad that, you know, he really didn't like, like, you know, he, he did heroin just because um, other, he saw other bands were doing, the other other yeah. you know, musicians like Nirvana and like Kurt Cobain were doing it and they're creatively were relying on it. You know, just like Ray Charles, same fucking deal. I mean, Ray Charles was scared he couldn't even make a hit when he got sober he was scared he couldn't even make a hit again because he only made hits on heroin yeah so he did it with that he goes and then he also was like he said to his dad he goes man I'm like this large in life person I feel like I have to live up to that by doing being this reckless heroin addict so it's actually a little bit different of a juxtaposition because it wasn't we're doing the drugs and and then we kind of turn into rock and rollers the rock and roll kind of turned him into someone that felt like they needed to do drugs yeah which is kind of the opposite of how it usually works yeah exactly it really is yeah and yeah and and he was like his dad was saying too it was like yeah he got really bad He, he said he got so bad that started tattooing over his track marks and stuff because he was trying to hide them mm. you know on his arms and yeah shit. yeah so yeah, he was really he was really bad into heroin at this point. Um, so yeah, so he does the second album that they they start working on the third one, uh, which is like you know their biggest one, the self entitled one with like the big the uh, sun. with the sun on the back and whatnot. Um, and uh, the day after their last show, um, a last show on their tour, he actually died in um, Petaluma, California. Petaluma, California, from a heroin overdose. Um, it was also seven days after he had just got married. Damn. Yeah. Um, the album's already finished, though, thankfully. Um, and uh, the album came out as everyone, as we all know now, and it's just like Absolute monster. Five times platinum. I mean, it's just a slew of hits on it. You know, What I Got, you know, Caress Me Down. Was Bad Fish on that, or was that before? Um, Bad Fish. I think Bad Fish actually was off of the oh, first the, one, but it, but oh, okay. but I th- it was on like a few albums. They like kept yeah. bringing it back. Yeah. But yeah, just a slew of hits off of that album. Um, what I got went to number one, uh, obviously on on the rock charts, and um, I know we uh, I, I, we I we said this. I forget who it was. Um, who who we started this with, but. He, and I forgot to mention it, also Ike and Tina 
Also, Sublime, Ike and Tina also uh, were victims of that universal fire that fucking really? burned everything. Because remember, we said we're gonna keep yep. keep keep, yep. keep keeping track of these. Because I keep so every the time I do these, masters I'm like, are all gone. Yeah, all the original masters for Sublime all gone. Ike and Tina gone. Um, I forget who else we we had started it with too, but it was I can't remember. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't remember too. But uh, I want to say it was fucking Devo, but whatever. Um, yeah, so we're gonna keep count on the universal fucking shit up. Yeah. So they were also a victim of the universal fire, and uh, yeah, that's your peacock. It was it was short lived. They came out with like, you know, three uh three or four other like uh albums after that were that were just like recordings and stuff that they just kind of yeah. like brought back. I actually, you know, I didn't know that it uh, that was that short lived. I thought that they yeah. they just cranked out a bunch of shit within like literally 5 years. Yeah, that and I think what always is I think an appealing part of like music lore is when a band comes or a you know an individual comes along and they're like a comet streaking through the sky. And part of why I think some of these people get so big, I mean, another one in the in the hip hop era is like Nipsey Hussle is mm-hmm. right. His his album that had just or was about to come out or did come out, which ended up being Grammy nominated. They just got to where they were ascending to that point. And, and the thing that everyone the kind of overwhelming theme is just there's so much potential. What could have been even Biggie? Think about it. Yeah. Biggie came out with one album and basically died right before or right after that second album came out. And it's just the what could have been. The one right? thing, though, yes, yes, exactly. But the one thing that I think that you can differentiate that, like, I've actually never really seen. This was, like, one of the first times that I can, like, recall it happening is, you know, with Big Biggie came out on the first album, the house the album had success. People knew who he was. He was at Source Awards. He was like, you know, he was big. Yeah. yeah. When this when that album came out, like I was when I was doing my research, everyone, no one even knew who he was. Didn't even know that he was dead. Like this album came out and like people had no idea that this guy had died. Yeah. So it wasn't because it wasn't like, even like the Nipsey Hustle thing. Yeah, his album. He'd been like, around for a while. He had but... been around for a while, and then everyone people knew, and then like you know, then his album hit really big because it was right after, and people were like you know mourning, yeah. and they knew. There's it always was, like the there was no push. Yeah, there was no post part. That was that's the perfect you know word. Uh, yeah. yeah, like name word for it. There was no post uh, post mortem push with the Sublime. It was just good shit. Well, I think and Sublime, that's what that's what I'm just like. Damn, that's really what could have been. Yeah, because like it's almost where it got cut off before it ever got to the full potential. Mm-hmm. So that that's one of those things where you're just like, and to me, Sublime was kind of one of those bands that became like you just said, they were kind of discovered after they had flared up, mm-hmm. and that's also I think part of what drove it was there's only so much of it out there. And that's it. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I know they are back on tour now. They've the Sublime with Rome. Yep. And they were not allowed to take the Sublime name yeah. because it's owned by the Noel family. They didn't want to yeah. give it to them. And uh, just another little way that, you know, Long this, Beach Dub All Stars 2, that's Sublime. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, the way that it kind of ties back into us and, and, and just like our, uh, you know, just musical existence was. A lot of this music was covered. You know, we went to school in, in Jack's at UNF, went lived out by the beach, and so many of these, you know, there was such great music always around, live music and stuff, and so much of that was sublime covers. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. much of the people that were playing, it's always going to be that little bar by the beach, 
on the East Coast, West Coast, anywhere. Yeah. The whole world kind of absorbed that style and that, that reggae riff, which, you know, is popular among all reggae and stuff now like that. Now you hear it everywhere. But would it ever have gotten as big as it was without Sublime? And my answer would be no. No. You, there's no Madajar. There's no Kali Buds. There's no Slightly Stupid. There's Revolution. Of, yeah, Revolution. I mean, Bad Fish. Like, uh, Pepper. The, Pepper, exactly. Weak Sauce. Yeah, 311. I mean, there's 311, no, like, yeah. That was all Sublime. Like, that punk... That that punk rock reggae sound, yeah. you know, where like they're fucking doing inka, 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 and then they go into like riffs and they speed it up. That was never done until until you yeah. know Sublime did that. I think that uh, yeah, I think they're very worthy of of the Peacock status yeah. for that exact reason. Mm-hmm. When you can kind of create your own subgenre mm-hmm. and it's an everlasting impact on music moving forward. You're already in. Yeah, if you're an that's ultimate it. influencer like that, yeah, that's 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 all it needs to be said. Yeah, because there's a whole. I mean, we just went through it. A whole list of bands that. Yeah, we just all off like just boom right there. Paid homage you. to yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so there you go. That's your peacock in music. Uh, go check out Sublime. I think it'll be kind of some cool nostalgia. I know most of you out there probably already know who Sublime is. So I think this was. It was fun for at least for me too to like go back and like listen to the tracks while I was putting together. Just being like, yeah, man, this was my shit. This was like me in fucking high school, like Our smoking age. my first fucking doobie. And yeah. like, like I love this was like, you know, that whole like, because reggae was, is always synonymous with like, you know, breaking apart. Punk rock was always against establishment. So it was like, it just brought me back to like my teenage years of like, oh man, this was exactly. This is when for like yeah. This is the thirty and forty year olds. You know that this was mm-hmm. most likely su- they had some type of impact on you. Yeah, it's difficult to have g- grown up in that time frame, not been in. I mean, if you're not into those genres, that's one thing. But you heard that music. Mm-hmm. It was passed around enough to 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 know who who they were. Yeah. So there's your peacock in music. There's a little nostalgia for you. That's two in a row for the big J over here. Yeah, baby. I'm, I'm trying to get you back up. I'm trying to get those numbers up yeah, for you. Yeah, my batting average is like a buck you, 50 you now. you had said that like last time. I was like, you know what? I, I, let me get that Let me get that batting average up. for. Let me throw him a couple uh, you know, watermelons in there for him so he can just knock him out of the park. Yeah. What's it called when you when you like give me an easy pitch? Um, uh, uh, <laughs> Oh, shoot. I know this. But You're supposed to know this. Something a pitch. You, it's a... Uh, uh, they did it for what's his name for like Derek Jeter or whatever. Yeah, that's called not a grapefruit. not gifting, not it's, gifting. Um, we're working through this. Oh, uh, we're working through this. It's called an not an egg. It's uh, a no. Uh, that's your homework for next week. Yeah, I should know that. The janitor's closet. That. You better fucking the, clean the, that up. This Miller Lite tall boy has got me a little soupy. It's okay. Um, I was just I don't want to move off of it, but because yeah. I, I I totally know it. And now we're moving past it. Okay. So you owe you owe me one. I owe you one. Okay, I'll get that. I'll get that. I'll get that. Um, real quick before we um close uh close out another wonderful uh, episode here. Episode twenty seven. Yep. Shut the funk up podcast. Um, there is an NHL player, Evander Kane. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty good. Pretty good player. He's pretty pretty good player. He's actually really well known. You'll like this. He's very well known. He's a fighter. His dad was a boxer. Is he, uh, what do they call, not the goon, what's the newer term that they use for him? He's not even. They, like a heel or something, Yeah, he's right? not even a goon. He's just like, 
He's just he's good not, and tough. He's good and his and he knows how to he knows how to fight because his dad was a boxer mm. and so he boxed like growing up. So he is this really good uh, hockey player and he's also known just no one fucks with him because he will throw those fucking hands. Got it. So the Evander came. Um, I saw this week that his wife just uh, came out on Instagram and posted this whole thing blowing up his spot. What what he do? She's she is alleging that he is a compulsive gambler. Which, oh, I did see this. Did you see this? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and um, they're he getting was a throwing divorce. Games. He's getting divorced, but she said that he was throwing games because he's got a gambling problem, and uh, she's hit. She's like you know at and Gary, uh, Gary Bettman, the yep. commish, and NHL. Tell him to look into this. Blowing a spot up. Not good. No, but but I think it sounds like a scorn lover. I, I I might be a little early on the train, but I'm gonna go scorn lover train. When I'm we are we are united on this front. I want to know: Had you not been getting a divorce, would this have even been a thing? It sounds a little sketchy to me in the beginning here. And I was listening to some sports talk radio, and they made a good point: If she was really about her money. She actually probably shouldn't have brought this up because he could lose a lot of earning potential and, th- and therefore if he got kicked out of the league or fined a bunch of money and if she's trying to get money in like the alimony and, and whatever the settlement is, taking away Great his point. earning wait, taking away his earning potential doesn't help you get that Great money. Great point. Great point. So there's a lot of things there where I'm like, did he, did he not? There's some, you know, some uh, I'm gonna I'm some, gonna jump early on the train of a scorn lover. I'm with you on that. I want more details, and we will be tracking this well, again, uh, during TV, our Nuck we'll if You on, Puck. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a Nuck If You this Puck. Is, this is a Nuck If You Puck segment. Yeah. We'll, we'll track it, but it's sounding a little fishy now. He does have a lot on record. Um, he owed like over a million dollars, I yeah, think, to a casino. To one of the casinos. He yeah. racked up a debt. That he yeah. Had, he had, he had, so, he had, he had definitely a problem. There's smoke there. Is there fire? That's, TBD. That's TBD. TBD. Yeah. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. And that's see, we cover our bases here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So we'll we'll follow you closely, Vander. Um. And keep throwing those hands. Yeah, you're gonna need them. Uh. Also, very quickly, just to close shop. Um. I, in the um, in the hole that I went, the death hole that I went in on, uh, this weekend. I did a side little Amazon Prime order for you. Okay. I'm going to give it to you next week. It'll be here, I think, tomorrow. Okay. And then I'm going to tell you the story behind why it is that I got it for you. All right. So well, that's coming I mean, that next te- week. Is that a tease for me? That's, that's a tease a pro- for me. That's a professional tease for you and for the listeners. All right. All right. Um, There was... Oh, actually, I have a little... Uh, I-, I wanted I wanted to spring this one on, on you, too. Um, so this is good that you got something for me. Um... There's the uh, the Kanye West stuff is happening here with mm. the uh, um, you know in, in the uh, what you call Mercedes Benz Mercedes Dome. thank you the Mercedes Benz Dome ATL, what it as we all have probably kind of seen at this point he's been doing these listening parties he's holed up did you see how he left yes just so ascending up out of the abyss I don't want to get into it because we're gonna talk about it next week because I have an inside guy that works at the Mercedes Benz what uh, stadium and the I, album comes out uh this week I well who know he's pushing it back yeah 
But um, I talked to uh, I talked to him yesterday. He said he can definitely come on the pod. He actually has his own podcast too out in Atlanta. But he's been working for the Mercedes Benz thing. And I talked to him yesterday to see if he wanted to come on and we could talk about the Kanye stuff. And he's got some good tidbits for us. He's got Ooh. some good inside information. Okay, that is funny. It's interesting. It's Kanye. So all right. next week we're gonna have a we're gonna have uh, my buddy Kevin come on and we're gonna talk a little ye- ye- little Yeezy. Ooh, a little Yeezy, a little ATL, yeah. right up my alley. We're gonna give you guys the little sneak peek behind the curtains, the inside look that you're not gonna get from Instagram or Facebook or any of that bullshit. Also, a uh, little side hip hop note there. We Nas's new album came out. We need to give that a listen. Oh, should Check we King's Disease too? Let's review it. Let's do a little. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll, yeah. Let's listen to it and review it this week. Let's okay. do that. Deal. All right, guys. Um, that is it. Another one in the books. Um, as always, super fun. Love you guys, and uh, we'll see you next week. Later, guys.